Hello, everybody, and welcome to Believe in Betting Chicago. My name is Joy Christopoulos with a really, really awesome episode today. Today's episode is brought to you by True Classic Tees. Super excited about this new sponsor, you guys, because style is changing. Formal wear is out, and the T-shirt is in. As Phil Collins used to say, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. True Classic Tees are my favorite. It's based in L.A. and a T-shirt company that's on the rise. And if you call right now, they're giving away T-shirts for only $15, 20% off. All purchases, if you go to trueclassictees.com with promo code BLEAV. Also, today's sponsor is betonline.ag. I know what you're thinking. What can I bet on? There's tons of stuff that you can still bet on. American Idol, the upcoming election, a spelling bee, a 70, 750K poker series that's coming up. All you can do that on betonline.ag. I mean, you can put some money down on the size of my guest today, Aaron Hagel Schlong. Just go to betonline.ag, <laughs> promo code sure. MYPOD100. That is promo code MYPOD100 to get a great a great promo, uh, promotion, great bonus, and a first deposit on them. You guys, my name is Joey Christopoulos. Thank you so much for joining us here on Believe in Betting Chicago. We're going to do something a little bit different today. Not a lot of sports going on. So I said, screw it. I brought on two of my best Bulls buddies, past guests of the show, Mike Choi, Aaron Hagel, with us here today. And we're going to be doing an all-time Chicago Bulls fantasy draft. That's right. We're going to be filling on our lineup from all the greatest Bulls of all time. We're going to be putting on our Arturis Karnasovas hats, <laughs> the new president <laughs> of the Bulls. In honor of him, we're going to be doing a draft today. Let's first say hi to Hagel. How are you doing today, Hags? What's up, Joey? How you feeling, man? Feeling good, man. I feel like I'm going to get a couple of sleepers out of this draft. Mr. Mike Toy, how are you, my friend? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Let's get this Bulls draft going, man. I've been excited about this. Okay, so here are the ground rules, you guys. Before we get started, then we're going to launch into it. Who won the lottery? The lottery balls bounced in his favor. And Mr. Mike Choi himself has the first pick in the draft. Aaron Hagel will go second, and I will be with the third pick. It is going to be a snake draft, and here's how it's going to work. We are each going to pick a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, and one flex from any position to fill out our lineup, our sixth man, if you will. So we're going to do six rounds of our all-time Bulls, and we're going to fill out our lineup, see how we're going to go, and then we're going to contrast and compare. Who makes the list? Who doesn't make the list? I know you guys have been up all night trying to figure out your picks, and Choi, you're on the clock at number one, man, and I know what everybody's thinking. I mean, that tape on Sam Bowie is so good, man. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, obviously I could be a contrarian. I could make this a dramatic pause, but there, there obviously is no other choice than the GOAT. Michael Jordan, Hall of Famer, six-time NBA champ, one-time college champ, two-time Olympic gold medalist. He beat the uh, Monster Squad in Space Jam. I mean, you know, the accolades go <laughs> on and on and on. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's not very creative for this pod, but obviously you got to go with the GOAT. Got to start somewhere. Hags, how do you feel about that pick, man? I mean, really controversial. Well, I, I was going to uh... I was going to say, Joey, you should have had some kind of caveat in there where if it takes Joey longer than a second, then that pick automatically slides to me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You have 1.9 seconds to choose. Just go now. I mean, yeah, that stat no. line, that stat line in Space Jam speaks for itself, man. I mean, the way you're starting your fantasy <laughs> roster um, with a whole lot, a whole lot to build on right now. 
Uh, I was thinking about, like, at first, just keeping MJ out. But how do you keep MJ out of the draft? How do you talk about the Bulls and your team in the end without yeah, MJ? Yeah, no, you can't. And just a quick aside before we move on, can you imagine having Jordan on a fantasy team? I mean, we're just too young. We're too young to remember. Yeah, I remember well, reading an article, like, last year. Uh, you know, I think it was, like, 87 was, like, his best year or whatever. And his fantasy points, I mean, it's just, like, it's insane. What, <laughs> like, what he – what he did, he, I mean, he did what, like what eight guys could do, you know. <laughs> eight men. And I think I remember you... reading like back. Th- I think I remember reading back then for fantasy, like they just made it. They got to the point where like nobody, like you just nobody could draft Jordan. It was like a cheat code. Oh yeah, you had to like take him off the board. Uh, Troy, what do you got? Yeah, like nobody could draft Jordan. Yeah. Well, and, and on top of that, right? Because now in the heyday of uh, fantasy sports in this era of basketball, he would have scored as much as he would have scored. Anyhow, he would have scored another thirty points because of all the rules that he would have yeah. had to have abided by. So, I mean, from a fantasy standpoint, oh my God, it's just Jordan shooting threes. Uh, we're just gonna leave it at that. We're gonna move on to the second pick, Hagel. Man, I gotta Woo! be honest, man. I think this one. I think this one is kind of a mystery. I mean, you, you think there's a door number one, but I think there could be a door number two, and there could even be a door number three. Higgs, you're on the clock with the number two pick in the all-time Bulls fantasy draft. All right, well, well for me, there's no door number three. There's two and three. Um, and for me, this is actually a pretty easy pick, and I'm going my boy D. Rose. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, love it. Love it. Here's the yep. thing, right? Like, Scott, it's always like Michael, of course, and then it's always like Scotty. And no doubt, Scotty, you know, he's a stud Hall of Famer, you know, one of the top 50 best players of all time, six-time champ, all that kind of stuff. For whatever reason, I, I personally was just never a Scotty Pippen fan growing up. Like, I worship Michael like everybody. And I know a lot of people just, like, love Scotty. And I know he's a great player. I just personally <clears throat> never really liked him. And D. Rose, the first time I saw a guy play was in um, the high school championships. They were, like, on TV during March Madness. I remember the first time seeing him being like, oh, my God, this guy's, like, on a different level. D. Rose, to me, is the second most exciting player ever, uh, Bulls, Bulls player ever. I mean, the stuff that that guy was doing was insane. Youngest MVP ever. Um, you know, Bulls had the best record in the NBA when he blew out his knee, came back, blew out his other knee. So it's like – I get so annoyed when people, you know, talk trash about D. Rose. And it's like, dude, if that guy didn't pull out his knees, like, go to YouTube and just look at his best plays. One of my all-time favorite NBA plays, him going down, two-handed monster dunk on Goran Dragic and Stacey King, former Bullen and current analyst, going crazy. What are you that's doing, Dragic? Like, what are you doing? You, you, that's the thing. Is like, if you go to YouTube, like, you, get, you can find that clip, but you have to find the one with Stacey King because it's like 100 times Joy, hop in. I mean, amazing pick. And especially because when we think about it in fantasy terms, what, what is there always that you talk about in fantasy terms? Position scarcity. And th- there's, I mean, the, unfortunately, yeah. the list is slim and shallow for all-time great Bulls point guards. And a lot of that, obviously, is because of Jordan. We didn't need one. But, yeah, yeah, so that's a great pick. I love it. That would have been my number two as well. Ah, cool. Yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was like a, a no-brainer at first, but when I started kind of diving in and thinking about it, you nailed it, Toy, too, as well, it's set, especially with the position that you're going with. You start kind of looking at it, and you're like, oh, man, D. Rose just kind of kept climbing up my, um, my draft board as, like, the days went on and looking at this. 
And I think that's a great pick. I'm going to go next at number three. I think it's obvious. I'll just take the Scotty Pippen side of it at this point. I mean, Scotty, what is he giving me, baby? He's giving me steals. He's giving me blocks right now. He's got a, he's got a decent field goal percentage because he never really was like that great of a shooter, but never really was dependent on him being that great of a shooter. The one thing about Scotty that I always remember was when Jordan retired, not only was he so fantastic that year, like he was a top five player, but I was like, I was a young kid at the time. And I always thought the NBA all-star game meant so much. And when the NBA all-star game came around, I'll just never forget that it was this whole like, well, Jordan's, Jordan's gone. Scotty's having this great year. Can he be a guy that steps up? And if I remember correctly, he dropped like 28 or 29 in that game. And that, for some reason, always sort of solidified me with Pippen as an all-time great player. Now, on the other side, the more you think about it, remember those final two championships, Pippen was hurt. You know what I mean? Pippen was not the Scotty Pippen that I think we all remember and love, especially in that last Utah Jazz series. It seemed like he could barely, like, run because of how bad his back was. Wasn't it his back at the time? Yeah, I think and, so. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going, I'm going with Scotty. You know, I'm going with I'm going with a dog. I'm going with the dog on defense. I think he's going to get me enough points. I feel like I can get points somewhere else. So I'm going to go with Scotty. And now then, this is the this is the uh, exciting one here, Joey. I know now this is the question. I know, and I got to be honest. Um, I've been thinking long and hard about it. There's a lot of really great options out there, but how do I not take Artist Gilmore? Oh, oh, that was in the was middle. The Cyburns. The Cyburns himself. I mean, great, you just you pick. just look at it. The dude's a 20-point game score. He was a 20 and 10 dude, 58% career field goal percentage. Uh yeah, I'll take that. And then you looked at his ABA numbers. He ever 17 rebounds and two blocks a game in the ABA. I mean, that's just unbelievable. I'm taking the man in the middle. Gilmore, gimme Gilmore. Back to you, Hagel. Uh, real quick, I was going to say about Artis Gilmore because I was doing a little research on him. Uh, do you know that he has, uh, he still has uh, the highest rebounds per game in college history, 22.7. Oh, my God. Artis Gilmore, 22.7 rebounds per game in college. Still a record to this day. And on top of that, he's the first in blocks in the Bulls' uh, career by over 200. No one's oh. even that close to him. Jeez. So he's the man. You, you took my guy. Sorry, man. Okay, I'm going to go uh, go in here at combo. Shooting guard, small forward. We're going to put him as a shooting guard. Uh, we talked about him earlier, the original bull, Mr. Jerry Sloan. Nice, nice. Uh, Sloan was the, uh, you know, the original bull. He's the first person to have his number uh, jersey retired by the Bulls. Um, he was fifth in bowls all-time in rebounding and fourth in field goals made. So I'll take a little bit of that defense, the high field goal percentage. Got a couple of steals, a couple of assists. So, uh, yeah. Jerry Sloan. Yeah, the interesting thing about Sloan that I, I was kind of looking at was I was looking at his numbers, right? I'm seeing, like, basically 14 points a game, about seven boards. He was averaging, like, over two steals well into yeah. his career and then i also looked at like they didn't even account for steals they didn't even take that down in the box score the first half of his career so in theory if you oh, had really? prime if you had prime sloan you know he could have been maybe two and a half he could have been maybe even three steals a game we wouldn't have even known it he was still swiping at least two a game when he was in his 30s i was like oh wow. that's that's an interesting that's cool. 
that's an interesting pick right there. How do you feel about that, Choi? Uh, I mean, once again, like, he was Mr. Bull before Jordan, right? First number to get retired yeah. by the Chicago Bulls, number four. So, uh, you know, just Tenacious D, he's in a, uh, he's from Illinois. So, you know, he's got the roots here. So, yeah, I, I mean, say, that's what, a solid what, pick. One last thing on him, too, I read he's uh, third all-time in minutes uh, played behind Michael and Scotty. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then obviously, right, stellar coaching career. So, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, especially in our generation, he's probably more known as a coach than a player. So, yeah. All right, Choi, you are back on the clock right now. You've got two picks. You can go one at a time if you want I, to. I feel like the real-life Chicago Bulls now in the lottery because we're always at that point, right, where we're at, like, number six, number seven, number eight, where we've just missed out on all the bona fides. Hey, man, so, Wendell Carter I, is still on the board right now. <laughs> So I literally Felicio. feel like the real life bulls. But um, again, throwing back to old school times, I gotta go with arguably the second Mr. Bull before Michael Jordan. That's uh, Bob Love. Ooh, yeah, that's Bob a good one. Love at my, uh, I guess I mean he he was a combo forward, I guess. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw him into my uh, small forward slot because I have a, a sneaky pick for my power forward that you guys are gonna. Uh, you guys are going to uh, crush over when I get to it. So, but yeah, Bob Love, you know, um, you know, Butterbean, you know, uh, came to Bulls, second Bull to have his number retired, three-time All-Star, you know, three-time All-Defensive Team player. So, uh, yeah, once again in the heyday. was At 21 and seven, get you got some length now. I mean, he's basically, you got MJ on your team, and now you got Bob Love kind of running with him, almost like the Pippen in the situation. Maybe a little I, better I, score. I was going to say, he's actually, you know, and again, it's hard to judge generations, but he's kind of like, the uh, uh, if you were to combine Jordan and Pippen, he's kind of like what you would probably end up with. Yeah. I was, I was reading about him, too. He was ambidextrous. He could, you know, shoot with both hands. And he's second in free throws made all-time in Bulls history. Michael's, of course, first in free throws made. Michael has 4,000 more made free throws than Bob Love, who's in second. And all those fouls were totally legit. He never got yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> he never got help on one of those calls. I swear. Still, that's crazy. Bob Love's in second. He's got 4,000 more made free throws. That's, a, that's bonkers, man. That is, that is insane. <laughs> no one's catching that. No. Never. And, Joy, you got one more pick. You're on the clock. Uh, you know what? I mean, the ob well, I guess it's not obvious, but uh, – I already got a shooting guard, and I don't want to necessarily fill my bench spot yet. But um, you know what? I am going to fill my bench spot. I'm going with Mr. Jimmy Butler. Oh, Jimmy Butler. Wow, that's early for buckets. Yeah, I uh, thought that was a little you know, early, but I like him. You know, I mean, he kind of became a diva a little bit later into his career, and obviously currently. But, I mean, he, you know, uh, five-time All-Star, uh, four-time All-Defensive Team member in 2015, was voted most improved. I mean, he's he's a top, solidly. I mean, you can't argue that he's a top 25 player right now in the NBA. So, um, yeah, that that's my bench guy. Having Jimmy Butler come off the bench, solid six guy on a fantasy team. Ooh, I, like I mean, I didn't see it coming, but I can buy it. I can totally buy it. I mean, he was very high on my list for sure. And, um, you yeah. know, for yeah. years and years, yeah. we'll be asking ourselves what would have happened if we had just maybe tried to build around Jimmy instead of cash. Or, or, 
Or we can not ask ourselves that and just move on, Joey. <laughs> I, I got a sense of trauma. It's depressing. Yeah, it's I know, depressing. I know. You're up, Higgs. You're up, man. With the- okay. Uh, this, one's, this one's tough. So I, I, I have uh, D-Rose and Sloan so far. I got two guards, so I got to get some boards. We took artists who I wanted. Uh, so I got to get some boards. I went with my two all-time favorite power forwards, and I had to choose between them. But I ultimately – Went with the warm Rodman. Wow. That's a sneaky good pick. Sneaky I, good pick. So here's the deal. I had to, I had to go between him and Horace, and Horace statistically I think is better overall. The thing is, and I don't know if you guys agree with this, but you all remember when you know Michael left and then Horace went to the Magic. Michael came back. The Magic beat us in the playoffs at home, and Horace, you know, went crazy and he was waving his towel around and everything. So. Ever since then, I had to knock Horace down a peg, and that's why Rodman to me is is over him. And on top of that, he's just way more fun. So I'm gonna take Dennis. I mean, just popping in on Rodman's stats is His such is such crazy, a dude. pleasure, dude. It is insane. So, real quick, a couple of things that I picked up on. So Rodman was on the Bulls when he was 34, 35, and 36 years old. He put wow, up a 14.9, a 16.1, and a 15. In his Bulls career, he averaged 5.5 offensive rebounds a game. And here's the Jeez. other one that was, that was amazing. was So in 91, uh, what is it? Not, and then obviously when he was 36, he still averaged like 36 minutes a game. But in 91-92, he's on Detroit. But this is just a testament to how amazing Rodman was. He averaged 18.7 rebounds a game. I went through his game logs. He had 20 or more rebounds in a game that year 39 times. Oh, my God. He had more than 30 rebounds in a game three times. In one game, he had 32 rebounds, 18 offensive rebounds in 91-92. It's just, and, and he wasn't that big of a dude, man. No, 6'7". I 6'7". Mean, six, six, and, like, strong, but he wasn't, like, yeah. thick. He, he was, like, the inventor of taking that rebound, and, like, since he wasn't taller than everybody, he just, like, would tap it. Tap, tap, yeah. tap, 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 and he would tap it to himself. That's how he got a lot of those rebounds. But well, yeah, just a nonstop awesome. motor, right? Just nonstop motor. I mean, this guy would. I mean, how big of a shock was it when he signed? When he signed with the Bulls, it was you know, like even he couldn't believe he signed with the Bulls. It ended up just being a perfect fit. Well, it was, it was technically a trade, so he oh, he, he had his 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 um yeah his persona was so you should uh, never give up his will. Yeah. I was going to say, traded for Will Purdue might be one of the best trades in Chicago sports history that never gets mentioned. And it's Rodman for Will Purdue. <laughs> Will, Will Purdue still on the board, by the way. Will. Still on the board. For those of you that are joining the podcast late, still on the board. And the only thing I want to mention on top of that, that year, so that year that Rodman came, he, Jordan, and Pippen were all first-team NBA uh, selections that year. I mean, can you wow, imagine know that. the defense – like just those three guys alone are crazy. Good luck. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, you, Joey. S- you stole that one from me. You stole that one from me. I got to be honest. Sorry. Uh, no, I mean, good for you, man. Good for you. You build your team. So I am. So, oh man. All right. So I'm going to do one of my picks. We're going to do a break and do a read. And then I'm going to come back and reveal my pick after that. And I think I'm going to start going off the board here, guys. And I am taking, let's see here. So I got Pippen and I got Gilmore so far. 
And <laughs> this is going to sound crazy because this is from a fantasy perspective. I'm taking Pau Gasol. I'm taking Pau Gasol. Oh, that's a good pick, man. Yeah, dude. You look at his numbers, 18, 19 points a game. His first season on the Bulls, I think he averaged 12 rebounds a game, two blocks. The dude can shoot. I mean, remember when we got Pau Gasol that first season? I mean, it, I mean, it was later in his career, right? But we had never really seen a big man move or score like that before. And he was a huge improvement. So I'm taking Pau Gasol. Um, I, I think forget it's, about those years. Yeah, I think it's okay that he's a tweener, right? I didn't know whether he's a power forward or a center. He played yeah, power forward on the Lakers, and he, you know, he, he bitched about playing center his whole career. So I felt like I could probably go there. And that is the end of the third round. So at this point, we're going to do our reads again, you guys, because I want to keep talking about betonline.eag. Choi, are you betting right now? Are you gambling? Are you gambling? I am. I, I mean, what is there to gamble on? Well, there's a lot to gamble on, man. The spelling bee. There's <laughs> poker yeah, going on. East, yeah, that's right. East esports. Me and Hagel's NBA 2K tournament that's going on right now. You can still go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's MYPOD100 on the promo code MYPOD100. And they'll give you a deposit. Uh, they'll give you a little welcome bonus on your first deposit. And also, today's episode is bought by True Classic Tees. True Classic Tees right now, if you go online and use our promo code BLEAV, you get 20% off your first True Classic Tee. Look, guys, formal wear is out. T-shirts are back in. Their T-shirts as low as $15 plus with that code. You can get some great new stylish wear to wear in and around the house and then eventually out and about the house whenever that happens. Or go to trueclassictees.com and use our promo code BLEAV. Coming back now, we're on the swing. We're heading into the fourth round right now, and this is the part where it really starts to get interesting. I'm not really sure what I got to do. I got Scotty, I got Powell, I got Gilmore. I feel like I need some points right now, and I need some points. My, star, my small forward is all taken up, and I got to be honest, I'm going with Ben the Microwave Gordon. That's a good pick. I like Ben. Forty-two percent three-point percentage. His final two seasons on the Bulls, he averaged over twenty points those last two seasons. And guys, remember that first year when he came onto the scene in the fourth quarter, he was an unstoppable force. I mean, the dude can flat out shoot. The dude can flat out score. I feel like I'm doing okay on the other categories right now. I'm taking Ben Gordon as my shooting guard. Yeah, but I mean, those those Ben Gordon years that was most exciting years, you know since Jordan and Pippen, those guys left. They were fun, man. And Noach and all those other dudes. And Ben Gordon had a ton of game winners, man. Yeah, yeah I six mean, man right out of the bat, right? Yeah. yeah. The pure, is he, dare I say, the purest scorer that we've had since Jordan on the team? Yeah. D-Rose. D-Rose. Yeah, you still, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it, it's debatable, right? I mean, D-Rose... I mean, I feel like his jump shot came a long, a long way, right? And he could score in so many different ways. And that was a problem well, with talking? Ben Gordon, right? Was he, he never got the credit that I think he was due, and that just really pissed him off, and it kind of derailed his career. It's kind of sad. We sort of forget about Ben Gordon. But I was looking it up, and I was like, oh, yeah, him. So I'm going with Ben Gordon. Swinging back to you, Hagel. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Mr. Luol Deng. Ooh, okay. Ooh. It's small forward. Um, I remember, you know, he got drafted. I was actually really pumped we got him. 
because he's a solid dude. So in Bulls, all-time Bulls history, he's top 10 in minutes played, rebounds, steals, blocks, field goals made, three-pointers made, free throws made. So, you know, he was that dude who kind of did a little bit of everything. Um, not a lot of turnovers. Um, yeah, I like Luol. I think he's, he's one of the all-time best bowl players. You know what's incredible about Luol Deng? And, and we forget about it. And I think going back and looking at some of the stuff, we'll maybe get to it a little bit later, is, you know, he was 21 years old when he was averaging 18 and 7. I mean, it's just... It's just kind of incredible. I mean, I know we'll, we'll talk about it later, you know, the current state of the Bulls roster, you know, we talk all the time about like has Markkinen hit a ceiling and what's Wendell Carter going to be and all this other stuff. But you go back and you look at some of these past Bulls and you just see like how they get it done at, at such like an early age and you just kind of want to, I'm just like, oh man, like it almost made me think I want to watch some of these guys mature a little bit more. Like we traded Tyson Chandler when, we, when he was 23. It's just, I, you know, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. It just made me pause. Like, Especially the big men. Big men, they need like three to five years to, to get good. Same thing with point guards, generally. Joy. Yeah, Luol was both for your fantasy team, Aaron, and in real life, he was the definition of the glue guy, right? He's the guy oh, yeah. that you could always count on. He was good defensively. You knew he could score for you. You knew he was a solid guy, was going to play, you know, 30-plus minutes a game. You knew he was there. So uh, definition of a glue guy. So loved him. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. Um, Troy, all right, man, you got, you got uh, two picks coming your way right now. Just to recap, he's got Michael Jordan, Bob Love, and Jimmy Butler on his fantasy team right now. He went to the flex spot early. Let's see what he does now. There's a lot of point guards still on the board. A lot of point guards, and uh, this pick will not be one of them. Um, <laughs> I cannot believe, <laughs> cannot believe this guy is still on the board. I'm going with my center. Uh, before I go with my center, though, I want to give a quick shout-out to Tom Borwinkle. Uh, really underrated center from the 60s, as it turns out, looking at his stats. Still holds the Bulls record, which is crazy. 37 rebounds in a single game. Still a Bulls record. So just want to just wanna throw it out to Tom Borwinkle. Just um, checking real quick. Was Nikolai Meritich shooting and playing in that game? <laughs> 30, 37 rebounds. That's, Nico I, from the I, corner. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, I, I think my center pick is pretty obvious. And that's the man from Florida, Mr. Joaquin Noah. Oh, uh, Nice. Too long. He, he's been on the board too long. Yeah, we're talking, you know, uh, great college accolades, two-time Florida champ. Uh, in that 14 year, he was all NBA and all defensive team and all and one defensive player of the year. I mean, um, just high energy, worst shot probably in the history of the NFL, NBA. Um, but, uh, you know, just high motor, high energy. We talked a little bit about Robin being just super entertaining. I think you could say the same thing about Noah. And then, uh, you know, he's got that uh, triple double, double record with uh, uh, against the, uh, I think it was against the Suns, was it? But anyways, where uh, 23 points, 21 rebounds, 11 blocks. And then the only player to do that with a higher scoring uh, uh, percentage over 60% for that game. So, uh, that is my center, and I am loving that for 
was at my fourth round or fifth round pick, but loving that. That is your fourth round pick. And uh, I just, let's just talk about Joe real quick. Cause truly one of my all time favorite bulls um, who would have, if you were on draft night, when he was walking up in that suit with all that hair, you know what I mean? Just like looking like a dude you'd rather hang out with than a dude you'd rather have on your fantasy team or on your basketball team. To think that that dude would go on and be a top five MVP dude one season, um, you know, I would, have, I would have bet you money right there. You know what I mean? And the way that that season that he ran the point from the top of the key, it was just something like you just don't ever see again. And I just think his talent – He's such a unique talent. Like, he was just one of my all-time favorites to watch. It was one of the uh, few times that uh, the Bulls did the right thing and picked Joe because he slid in the draft. I think he went down to 9 or 13. We got him, and I remember being super pumped that we got him. I remember, too, when he came in, him and Ben Wallace got into it. Do you remember that? Because, like, Ben Wallace was, like, the defensive leader, and Joe was mad at him because he wasn't playing hard and got into it. And then after that, like, the roles got totally reversed, and Joe became like the leader, the defensive leader of the locker room. Ben Wallace got the thing traded or whatever. Yeah, going back and looking at some of these rosters, I definitely also forgot how many times young Bulls players were suspended by their own team uh, for conduct detrimental. Uh, if you go back, <laughs> no joke, if you go back, Eddie Curry, like if you look at his game logs rookie year, the end of the season, he got sat down. Uh, suspended by the team. Tyson Chandler, same story. Joakim Noah, same story. Uh, you know, I'm sure Eddie Robinson is in there at some point. But yeah, Joakim <laughs> Noah, real quick, look at this stat line that year. 12.6 points a game, 11.3 rebounds, 5.4 assists, 1.2 steals, 1.5 blocks. I mean, you are filling, you are checking every box when you are putting Everything. him in the lineup. Everything and just the most amazing team guy. Like just again, so entertaining to watch. So love it, love it. All right, man, you're still up, dude. You got one more. Oh man, uh, so I think I'm gonna fill out my point guard situation here. Um, Want to real quick give a shout out to as I was doing my research. Um, so <laughs> uh, sorry, I was just laughing, but uh, <laughs> in 1978 we drafted a guy named Chubby Cox. <laughs> in the eighth round point guard he never eighth played rounds yeah that was back in the day when there were like 11 rounds in the draft if you can believe it so um yeah so shout out to chubby cox the eighth rounder uh in 78 who little small point in trivia he uh as it turned out was kobe bryant's uncle so his sister married joe bryant so uh shout out to chubby wow. cox um wanted to go uh bj armstrong for a second to show some of my University of Iowa loyalties. But oh, as, it, as it turns out, he's a little overrated, uh, at least by his number. So I'm going to go with the sneaky pick based on his one year with the Chicago Bulls because Uh-oh. I'm just going to I'm just going to kill you with scoring with my fantasy team. And that's Mr. Jalen Rose. Oh, that's a good one. I wanted that. That is a great pick, Choi. I wanted Jay Rose. He was one of my favorites when he came over in the trade. What was your thought process in drafting old Jalen Rose, number five? I mean, I am going for just all-out obliterating people with my scoring for my team. So Jalen Rose, <laughs> uh, short stay with the Bulls, basically only played one full year, then had like half years the year before and year after. But in that full year, 22 points, four rebounds, five assists, and a steal. 
you, you I mean, for a single season, that, that's right up there with the uh, best in all time for Bulls history. So, uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know. Uh, Hague's probably only has the only team that can D up my team. So, because uh, everyone can score on you. I mean, it was a great run while it lasted, right? I mean, the dude came in and he was like at the peak of his powers professionally in his NBA career and then became the number one scorer on our team. And I remember also like that was the time when like in the Bulls era when like we were just so starved for anything that looked like normal professional basketball and to have him come in and like hit big shots late and just kind of like be a leader. It just sort of felt like, I don't know, man, did Jalen Rose revive the Bulls? You know what I mean? Was that the first time when they they kind of had that moment of like resurrection? Because then right after that, we had all the Ben Gordon Bulls and we started going to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he very well could be uh, one of the cases where it's addition by subtraction. Because as much as I love Ron Artest, we know how much of a head case that Meta World Peace became. And he was he was that trade that sent Meta, you know, to Indiana. So, um yeah, I think uh, just for uh, organizationally, it might have been a good move for the Bulls to get uh, Ron Artest out of Chicago when they did. Jalen Rose off the board. We're coming down to our final picks here. Hags, you are on the clock. If I'm seeing this correctly, you have a flex open and you have a center spot that you need to fill. You are correct. In my first two picks were guards. I'm a little power forward center light. So I'm going to go with uh, my other initial pick for power forward is my flex, Mr. Horace Grant. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Rodman and Grant on the same team. Dude. I mean, the, you know, power forward from the first three championships. I also got the other power forward from the last three championships. Uh, yeah, man, Horace, you know, he was, he was the man uh, besides Scotty and uh, Michael. Top 10 all-time bowls, minutes played, boards, steals, and blocks. Three championships. Um, yeah, I mean, probably back then he was my second favorite player in the Bulls behind Michael for the, for the first three. So, well, bro, uh, I'll take it. Bro. I'll take Horace Grant. Uh, Choi, yeah, go for it. Tackle your point, Aaron. Uh, just ultimately for me, just – he left a sour taste in my mouth when he, uh, when he ultimately went to Orlando and then just kind of did that fist pumping when they beat the Bulls. So I, that, that's the final image, unfortunately, to me, of course, Grant. So, um, but he did bring back the goggles to the NBA. He, he made that a thing against the NBA. So good for him on that. <laughs> yeah, I loved Horace, too, as well. Like, man, when he left, it was like – it was almost just like – my parents were splitting up or something like that. You know what I mean? It was, it was that devastating of like, how, how could he leave us? And like, I'll never forget one of my friends, like he owned a dry cleaning business and Horace used to bring in and get his dry cleaning there. And I just thought that was like the coolest <laughs> thing on the planet. And the fact that I lost that was just so devastating to me. And Horace is a good player, man. I mean, I don't know if he's a hall of famer, but the hall, of, the hall of very good. Right. I mean, close to a double-double career, 51% field goal per, uh, percentage. He was good on D, man. Yeah. So, I'll take it. All right, so I'm coming up. I got my last two picks, you guys, and I got to be honest, I'm pretty, I'm pretty torn. I'm pretty torn. So let's go – all right, I'm going to give myself a little extra time to think about it. So I'm going to go take a point guard off the board. And, you know, I thought about a couple of guys on the list, a guy that's been on the team about, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Some call him a captain, if you will. 
uh, but uh, no, I'm going. I'm going. Um, I'm going Rajon Rondo only on the team for a year. Uh, okay. But we did say that we could do that at least one time. And if you look at Rajon Rondo, the year that he was on the Bulls, seven point six points, um, six point seven assists, one point four steals, five point four rebounds. I mean, that's pretty much across the board. And honestly, man, the impact that he had in those first couple of games in that Boston series, you know, as Bulls fans, we'll always talk about the fact that we probably could have won that round if Rondo had stayed healthy and was still, oh, an, yeah. still an impactful player on the time. And, and Troy, you nailed it perfectly. I mean, the history of point guards in the Bulls' organizational history is just – it is as light as it gets, man. I mean, I was considering mm. C.J. Watson. Mm. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> – Seriously, you know, like, well, let's look at, you know, you look at Paxson's numbers and they really don't blow you out of the water by any stretch. And then you look at Steve Kerr's numbers and you're like, oh, yeah, 52% from three when he's averaging only two attempts a game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I got to go Rondo here. Um, I know that seems a little crazy, but from a fantasy perspective, and honestly, the dude is a Hall of Famer. He was on the Bulls. And for that one year, he was pretty good. Yeah. And then finally, I'm gonna go. Dude loves uh, the roller skate. I got my yeah, I got my flex spot here, and um, you know, you guys are gonna hate me for this, but I'm taking Zach Levine. I'm taking. I'm not gonna hate you for that. Well, I enjoy I will. I'm a fam. Well, I'm famously. Uh, I'm famously not a big Zach Levine guy. Uh, clearly, let's keep in mind he's going in the sixth round of uh, this year fantasy draft here. Uh, but you know, yeah, the guy's got points. I mean, at some point, you do have to look at the numbers. His true shooting percentage has stayed the same, even though his usage rate has gone up. I need some points, and that's my last pick, Zach Levine. Oh, I, I, my, I just don't know how to react to that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this guy, God, he's just so. Oh, he'll he'll uh, he'll play in a horse competition that's coming up, but he won't represent the Chicago Bulls when the All Star Game is in Chicago in the dunk contest. When you're supposedly that's your main thing is that you're one of the best dunkers in the world. I just he makes me want to puke. Yeah, he's totally cool. Still <laughs> posting videos of him practicing amazing slam dunk championship worthy dunks. But even I saw last week when he was doing the eSports tournament, he said again that he'll never do the dunk contest yeah. again. It's like, what acts are you grinding here, man? Like, you, ha you are not at the pinnacle of your, your height of fame or skill or any sort of sense of recognition in the landscape of Chicago sports. So, like, why are you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the people have asked for it, and I've said no. I will never dunk in a, in a contest again just doesn't make any sense. But I'm taking him on yeah. my team. I wanted Jalen. I'll be honest. I wanted Jalen Rose. Hey, from a stats point, uh, you know, from an all-fantasy uh, Bulls team, from a stats standpoint, I mean, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. All right, Hague. You, you, you got one. You got one. <laughs> you got one pick, buddy. Okay, my last pick. I need a center. He's combo forward center, uh, power forward center. Uh, probably my all-time favorite Bulls player is uh, Elton Brand. Yeah, I was thinking oh! about him here. I was thinking about oh! him here. That was my pick, Higgs. <laughs> Great pick. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah, man, Elton Brand, uh, maybe the first good player to come out of Duke. They had a really bad track record. Um, and he was awesome, man. Double-double, 2010. 
uh, good passer, soft touch, good leader, good dude. And then we traded him um, on draft day for Tyson Chandler, which Troy and I actually watched that draft together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved Alan Brand, man. I was so bummed. I was so bummed we traded him. Troy, go for it. Yeah, as Aaron mentioned, uh, he knows how infuriated I was that draft. We were in Anaheim sitting at the uh, ESPN zone in these nice plush recliner chairs that we had reserved. Uh, I, stup- one of the stupidest trades ever because, you know, I remember one of the main arguments at the time that uh, 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 who was our GM at that point? I mean, it wasn't, uh, was it still? That like we're trying to get upside. He, Brand was a 2010 guy right out the gate. Was a 2010 <laughs> guy. That's a, what I mean. What are you expecting? I mean, and that's his first two years. And again, granted, he didn't end up much better than that in terms of stats. But it's just once again, like 2010. I will take that every time from a draft pick. I know 2010. So boring, right? Like. No, never mind that Elton Brand scored 44 points in a game as a rookie from the, the power was, forward what, position. Was he rookie? Yes. Wasn't he rookie of the year also? He had rookie of the year. He scored, yeah, he scored over 38 points in a game, I think, like three or four times. 44 was his high on the Bulls. Like, I mean, get rid of that, huh? Can't see the ceiling oh, yeah. from that. <laughs> we, we, need, we need Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler to be together. Yeah. Let these two 18-year-olds feed off each other. Or just big man. It's gonna take him five years to figure it out, and then trade Tyson when he's twenty three and Eddie when he's twenty two. Yeah, you you commit to the you commit to the trade, but you don't commit to developing the talent. So to to digress, our final pick in our all time Bulls fantasy draft goes to Choi. He's got one spot left. I'm gonna do it to you guys. I'm gonna do it to you guys, Joey. You said to uh, think a little bit outside of the box, so I am thinking outside of the box with my uh, power forward pick in the what could have been scenario for the Bulls, Mr. Lamarcus Aldridge, second pick <laughs> by the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> he technically was on the team. He was. He drafted him. For 30 minutes, he, I mean, he got up on the stage with David Stern, shook his hand with the Chicago Bulls hat on. So uh, I am taking in the what could have been scenario, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, you know, seven-time All-Star, two All-NBA second teams. Uh, but, you know, we thought uh, Tyrus Thomas was, was worth trading for. Um, and we know how great Tyrus turned out for the uh, Bulls. So uh, Yeah, jumped out of the gym, then move. jumped right out of the league. Yeah, yeah, but uh, and, yeah. and and Lamarcus Aldridge is not only still playing, but he's still tearing it up. Yeah, it's it, it's just it, it kind of. Uh, I I don't know about you guys, but like I literally every time I hear that name, I think of oh my god, he could have been a bull if we weren't dumb. And he's like he was the perfect bull, right? Like silky smooth moves, not very flashy, um, solid love uh, host. Yeah, collegiate success. Um, I mean, he was just, and there was the one year they were like, let's zag when we've been yeah. zigging this whole time. And it just blew up so hard in their face. Uh, in every way, he was like a poor man's Tim, well, is a poor man's Tim Duncan, like uh, same game, you know, kind of, you know, that yeah. uh, same lankiness and, and same offensive game, that little soft floater from like 12 feet out. Uh, so yeah, man, uh, I, I'm, I know that's a, that's a kind of a sne- sneaky, uh, maybe unwarranted pick, but uh, in this fantasy realm, that's my power forward. 
Credit to you, man. I did not see that one coming at all. And uh, you, found, you, found, you found a loophole in the rules, my man. And uh, you should be allowed to execute, ex- execute your vision. Well, let's do a quick recap, you guys. So we've got Aaron Hagel's team. You're starting five. Derek Rose. Jerry Sloan. Ooh, wow. A combination of grit and athleticism in the backcourt. Luol Dang. Dennis Rodman, Elton Brand, Horace Grant. All of your favorite glass cleaners. Get out the Windex, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Defensive juggernaut. Defensive juggernaut. (laughs) Um, Mr. Michael Choi's team, we have in our backcourt, we've got Jalen Rose. We've got Michael Jordan. It's a pretty good start. Bob Love, (laughs) Bob Love, LaMarcus Aldridge, Joakim Noah, and Jimmy Butler coming off the bench. Jimmy Buckets. And then finally... I got to be honest, I might, I might have the weakest team. Um, my backcourt is uh, Rajon Rondo and Ben Gordon. A little small, a little small. A little. Defense, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But my front court, I kind of I make up for it with my front court. Scotty Pippen, Pau Gasol, Artis Gilmore. Try scoring in the paint on that bunch, my friend. <laughs> have a great time. And off my bench, I have Zach Levine. So real quick before we go, there's a couple of names that obviously you guys didn't get drafted. I'm going to throw a bunch of these names out to you, and then each of you will go and tell me which one you think perhaps got snubbed the most. Okay. We've got – Chubby uh, Cox. Yeah, Chubby Cox. <laughs> Borwinkle. <laughs> Corzine. Um, we've got Norm Van Leer, BJ Armstrong. Yeah. Um, uh, Kirk Heinrich. Ron Harper. Kirk, that- Steve Kerr, Ron Mercer, uh, Tony Kukoc, Andres Nocioni, Charles Oakley, Carlos Boozer, ah! Tyson Chandler, Luke Longley, Eddie Curry. Who would like to go first? Is there a snub out there that probably you were uh, thinking about or could have been on the team? We'll go Higgs first. My, my, mine was uh, my next guy on the board was uh, Kirk, Captain Kirk, for sure. Just because, I mean, that guy is. He played, I think he's got the fourth most minutes, third in, third in assists, third in steals all-time bowls, and he's the all-time leader in three-pointers made. Yeah, that I was think the weirdest like thing. Un- Looking at Kirk's numbers, like his field goal percentage was almost the exact same as his three-point percentage. What, what, was, what was that about? Like he could, he could shoot the three, but that mid-range jumper was just clank city. That was my only, my only hesitancy with him. Well, I mean, on the plus side, he had the glasses for a while too. So that was a look. That was a look. That was demerits. A demerits. <laughs> Joy, who who's on that list? Uh, were you thinking about someone that you thought got snubbed? A hundred percent. When you mentioned Tony Kukoc, uh, he was actually one of my favorite players on that championship team, on the, that second three-peat team. Um, you know, he, in my opinion, uh, I mean, I'm sure there must have been some other people, but he, he was kind of one of those first Euros that really proved that, like, the you know, a player from Europe could really play at a high level in the NBA. Um, you know, I'll always remember that game against the Knicks where, uh, you know, let, let's face it, Scotty Pippen was a little bitch for uh, uh, five seconds when he wouldn't come in because, uh, you know, Phil Jackson drew up the play for Tony. And to Tony's credit, he hit that shot and beat the Knicks in that game. Um, and then, you know, then, you know, obviously – Michael and Scotty left, and then I think it was, I don't know if it was 96 or uh, 90, no, it couldn't have been 96, but 97 or 98, kind of the year after everyone left, he led the team in points, rebounds, and assists, so 
not a lot of players have done that in the, in the NBA. So uh, yeah, Tony, Tony's definitely a guy who uh, would have been uh would definitely been a potential pick for me for sure. Yeah. Ku coach. Uh, I called it the lost season in my notes. Um, 18.8 points a game, seven rebounds, 5.3 assists, 1.1 steals, super solid. And even if you look in those Chicago years too, when he was coming off the bench, he still managed to average four assists a game off the bench, which to me I think is wildly impressive. Wow. I think that's really tough to do. Um, Kukoc, you hit it right on the head. I looked at some guys like Oakley. I'll be honest, I was going to make the case for Carlos Boozer, and then I started looking at his stuff, and I was just like, nope, he is the exact dude that I thought he was. He went from 19-10 and 10 in Utah, shooting 54% from the field, came to Chicago and those numbers immediately dipped to 15 and seven. I mean, it, we're talking. I was a boozer guy. Oh no. And just constantly yapping and talking and complaining on the court all the time. Like clearly like even with the decrease in production, like minutes wise, he was always complaining about minutes. He only averaged like four less minutes a game on the bulls. And his numbers just took such a nosedive. Only shot 49% from the field. Like, that's just not going to cut it from a power forward. The other one that is interesting is, have you ever looked at Ron Harper's stuff before? Where, like, Ron Harper went from a 20-point score to a 6-point score on the Bulls. Now, granted, he was only averaging, like, 20, point, 20 minutes a game. Like, his minutes also got slash major. But, man, like, a guy that goes from 20 points to 6 points, like, that just – you just won't see that in the NBA anymore. Yeah, talk about a guy who just accepted his role, right? Um, so, yeah, definitely. He knew what his role was on that uh, Bulls team. And, you know, I mean, he won three championships because of it. So good for him and good for him to, you know, kind of acquiesce to the people who, you know, were the, the studs on the Bulls teams. Yeah, and what a strange thing for him, too, to just be like, I'm going to be the fourth or fifth fiddle in this operation here. And I'm totally cool with it. <laughs> I'm totally like we never there are no Ron Harper stories about him being mad about playing time or whatever I mean you know, he won three weird... championships and he got to play with Michael <laughs> I mean like, yeah. what are you gonna complain about well if I remember correctly he, he too up. he he got derailed by some knee injuries right because I recall that like he was yeah. a high flyer like just the super dunker stud, super man. scorer so yeah. um yeah so you know obviously I think he was also kind of grateful that he got a second chance after the yeah, he was the Zach Levine of the Clippers and the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. back in the day before he came, before he came on. Um, guys, uh, I think both of your teams are a little bit better than mine. I'll be honest with you. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know Gilmore might be my ace, my ace at the sleeve, but uh, we're going to take off in a, uh, right now. I just want to ask you guys real quick. We're we're not going to go into it. We'll go into it in a different pod. But um, Arturis. Karnasovas. Um, we're going to be learning that name a whole lot more. Now named the new head of basketball operations for the Chicago Bulls, now in charge of hiring his own GM, now in charge of the roster. Um, I don't know. Brief general thoughts. Uh, Higgs, do you want to go first? What do you think? Law A, man. <laughs> Paxton's gone. Gar's gone. I don't care who they bring in. Anybody's better than them. Like, it's – I'm – We've been talking about this for so long. It's like I'm going to pop open a bottle of champagne and celebrate <laughs> because I, I just I, – it's really – I mean, how long has Paxson been in charge? Like 15 years or something? More, 18. Like a long yeah. time, and he's yeah. – yeah, more. It's like – and now he's, he's stepping down, and somebody else is coming in. The, the guy who fleeced us, 
Um, on draft day uh, a couple years ago, and when we drafted Nurkic and Gary Harris, we traded them two in a second round pick to Denver for Doug McDermott. That That's guy the who guy. this is now working for us. So, which is kind yeah. of like, which kind of scares me a little bit, right? Because he's like, he's building his rep and his resume on taking advantage of our idiocy. So now that he can't do that anymore, that is a bit of a disadvantage. I will, I, it's true. <laughs> Um, Choi, what? Well, you didn't trade just with the Bulls. Yeah, no, I hope not. Uh, Choi, first blush thoughts on our new head of basketball operations. Man, they could have brought in Benny the Bull, and it would have been a better change. I mean, just the fact that there is change, I think, uh, is is a great move because you know it's just about changing that culture. And again, I kind of mentioned it before in terms of like kind of this idea of addition by subtraction. You know, you need to kind of send a message to. I mean. Bi- in the biggest sense, you just need to send a message to the other players in the league who are kind of like, know that the organization for the Bulls uh, was kind of, you know, very dysfunctional and nobody wanted to come here because of that. So just to get that out there and have uh, potential free agents be like, oh, well, maybe this is a new situation, a new era in, uh, in Bulls basketball, I, I think it's great. So regardless of how he turns out, I think just a change is, is exactly what we needed. Yeah, as long as we're not hearing the phrases, um, let's see what the team looks like when they're healthy, um, I think is uh, a step in the right direction, right? And I think fresh eyes will make the leash a lot shorter on some of these players and the makeup of the roster. And hopefully it does give us some sort of juice to either get the trade machine working and hopefully reshape the roster for next year or one of those situations where he's transparent and he's like, look, I'm not going to do anything until we get that cap space, which is coming in 2021, when we have decisions to make on these rookies, when the only real money that we have on the books is what the 19.5 that Zach Levine's owed, and then really see if they can kind of go back in, and that's when they kind of make their move. He can come in for a year, get the lay of the land a little bit. He can fire Boylan's ass. You know what I mean? Like we can all sort of like I don't know if the reset's going to happen right away but it definitely looks like it's on the horizon and that's got to be a positive, right? Yeah. I mean, the only thing that, uh, that has me scared is that at least as of right now, as of, as we record this, that, uh, you know, Paxson is still staying on in some sort of advisory role. So I don't know what, or if that will cause conflicts, any kind of dissension that he may or may not try to cause. So that, that's the only thing that scares me is like uh, how much of a reboot is it? If Paxson is still in the organization, and what job are we giving Gar Foreman here? Is this, uh, what are we doing? Like uh, cotton candy, uh, vice president of the cotton candy division. Are we going to be doing, is he now in charge of like the Dunkin' Donuts, the Biggie Bagel races? Um, what are we? Uh, no, what are we- <laughs> he'll find a way to mess all that up. Well, is he potentially still being retained? Because I thought he was definitely out. Like, he would have no role they are in going the new to, regime. They're going to find him a new position within the organization. So, really? I'm thinking really? T-shirt cannon. Um, I'm thinking <laughs> raffle. They're just going to blast with a T-shirt cannon. <laughs> oh, man. In the nuts. All right. <laughs> give it up. He's going to take his shirt off, folks. How many T-shirts can he take to the chest? One, two. Disgruntled <laughs> Bulls fans lining up around the stadium. 
Oh my or remember, gosh. or you All know, the way out to Mundelein. Yeah, they used to send the <laughs> the bull blimp around, and it would drop T-shirts. Maybe they just tie him to that blimp, and he can kind of just float yeah. on the blimp around the stadium. Um, <laughs> this was good, guys. This felt good. I think we're headed in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. um, that's gonna do, it, you guys. Before we go, real quick, um, as always, uh, I always want to promote and. Um, give you guys the props for what you're working on and what you're doing. And of course this podcast always wants to be first. So when you hit it big, Hagel, please tell the viewers that don't know about it, the documentary that you're working on. And um, yeah, just give a brief little brief little taste of, of that. So that when it comes out, everyone here at the bleed podcast can check it out for you. You do. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Uh, all right. Hold it. Hold it. It's all right. Hold it. You hold it. Hold it. Yeah. Wow, I can't do it. I wanted to get a scoop. I can't, can't get do it. I want, I want to, but... All right, that's all right. I, I appreciate it, Joey. I'm going to get, get my scoop from Choi, who's got a very interesting producer's role right now. Yeah, I want to hear about this. You don't have to get uh, into it, but let, what are you working on, Mr. No, uh, we uh, officially announced... Uh, I mean, it was one of those things where it was the worst-kept secret in, uh, in uh, I guess, pop culture, but uh, I, uh, I was part of a show that we're doing the eighth episode of the most uh, world-renowned documentary series on Netflix right now, The Tiger King. So we are doing a, a follow-up episode that'll interview uh, all the major uh, players from the documentary and it's gonna drop this weekend. So uh, they, are, uh, they are some legitimately crazy people. And uh, it's scary because a lot of them have my phone number now, which uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried about. But uh, yeah, it's dropping, uh, I believe, Sunday. Um, so yeah, Tiger King. Yeah, so what's it, what's it What's it called? So the official title is The Tiger King and I, hosted by Joel McHale. The one and only oh, Joel nice. McHale. <laughs> well, congratulations, man. If, if you guys haven't heard of that show, uh, it's where, where have you been? It's where, where have you been? And <laughs> yeah. uh, hopefully Hegel's documentary with Barack Obama will be coming out soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't talk about it yet, but, um, but we'll get there. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for joining me. This was fun. Um, and uh, for all of you listening to Believe in Betting Chicago, we're going to be doing more of these all-time, all-Chicago sports fantasy drafts coming up. we got the Chicago Bears coming up early next week. We've even talked about doing an all-Illinois athlete fantasy draft for particular sports. We definitely want to do baseball, too, as well. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining me. We'll talk soon. Yeah, a lot that was of awesome. Thanks, talk Joey. Next time. Yeah, guys. This is Joey Christopoulos. This is Believe in Betting Chicago. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You guys be safe, be well, be healthy. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.